There he is. Oh, there he is. I'm fall. I it's like her that show, but it's with Craig. (laughs) (laughs) I'm building a fake relationship with him in my head. Um, I want to read you some quotes. You want to read me some quotes? Yeah, I do. What is this related to? You'll see. So, Ed, a little something from Edmund Burke. The only necessary, (laughs) the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil, you. Is for good men, me, to do nothing. <laughs> um, also, triumph over adversity, evil, you. That's what this marathon is all about. Nothing in life can't triumph after that. Wait, I got one from Gandhi here. Every here worthwhile accomplishment, big or little, has its stages of drudgery and triumph. A beginning, a struggle, you, and a victory, <laughs> me. What I'm referring to, Noel. What I have been walking around barrel-chested all fucking day. Yeah. I kicked your in the fucking sticker war. You screamed so loud I didn't even hear it. Good. That's what the victory has raised my voice several octaves. And I'm just powerful. Are we calling it now? Was it literally just a day? I don't know. Like, we already got the payouts to donate. Was no. it just... We keep it going. We keep it going. Fuck you, you pussy-ass motherfucker. This is the shit I can't fucking stand. This is the shit I can't fucking stand is that you you went online. Here it is. Sorry, Noelle. Nope. Chelsea takes it strongly. First of all, first of all, I'm not even going to tolerate this from you because, because, bitch, when this first started, I was promoting both fucking stickers. I was like, hey, there's no wrong choice. <laughs> it's for charity. And then you come in hot. You came in fucking swinging. You had the bear mace. And you just started spraying it from your dick hole all over the place, promoting only your sticker, telling your people to hashtag dunk on me. Hashtag. Wait, I used hashtags as quotes. But you know what I mean. I'm all excited and jazzed up on victory. You fucking started it. And then I had to go hard in the paint. And I had to hit up my friends from high school. And you know what? Victory is sweet. I'm like MLM. But I'm like, hey, girl, I have a really good opportunity for you. And then I was like, emoji face, emoji face. Yeah, that's what I had to do. I'm refusing to acknowledge your victory. I'm not calling it yet. And this is before you opened your dumb bitch mouth and started ranting off some bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Gandhi, I Googled. I've been Googling triumph quotes, quotes for victory, most famous victory speeches of all time. I've been relishing in this. I'm not calling it. I'm not calling the race yet. We're still going. And, um, oh my god, the cutest dog in the whole entire world. Anyway, so sorry. Um, This is a competition from the jump. Don't get mad at me that you posted our shit together because you wanted to kumbaya some type of bullshit. That's not my fault that I played correctly from the jump. Second of all, second of all, I was in a strong lead until you had to go open your big dumb bitch mouth, let some big dumb bitch energy fall out of it by being like, Noelle said dogs don't go to heaven, so vote for me and I'll bring bring pizza parties to every lunch at school. You stupid motherfucker. (laughs) You stupid motherfucker. That's what the fight is. I say dogs go to heaven. You're in the dogs don't go to heaven stance. I'm sorry, but you are the party you represent. You have to fucking own it. Own it. 
once again, you have equated God's words with my own. <laughs> you need to I'm take sorry, it that's up what the sticker fight is about. You the need people to take have it spoken. Up. You need to take it up with your guy. <laughs> the Gentiles. <laughs> bitch, the Gentiles that I represent have it's spoken. The, your dude said that shit. I'm just a truth teller. I am just the one saying, hey, Chelsea, come over to my side where we don't believe in that fucking bullshit. We don't talk to that guy. And you say, oh, I cherry pick Jesus or whatever the fuck. I, <laughs> fuck you. Cherry picking is delicious. Have you ever had cherries straight picked off the vine? They're awesome. So joke's on you, Noel. I win again. I win twice. That's the second time. I have a victory for each hand today. You have zero victories because at the end of the day, your God doesn't believe dogs go to heaven. Man, we thought you were the one who wanted to turn this into a sticker war. And I'm sorry, but I yeah. came out swinging. I'm not calling it yet. I'm not calling it yet. You had to rely on lies, fables, and fairy tales to get your lead. And I'm going to come back. I'm going to absolutely dunk on you. Yeah. Absolutely dunk on you. Dude, I Call feel me like LeBron James because I'm gonna fucking dunk on you. Uh, and also, I never attacked you directly. I just said some people in all caps don't think dogs go to heaven, and the only way to defeat this is via sticker war. <laughs> so I'm sorry that you felt really attacked by that. And also, like the payouts have already happened. The money has been transacted. It's done. We done. Our sticker guru, Miss Kelly, has called it. She has sent us our messages saying that I won. She is sending us the money for our charities. I would like, like a rap to, to me. I would like to know. It's not a rap. The fight is never over. The Cold War doesn't end. I would like to know how many fucking stickers your partner purchased? I would love to know that. Ma'am? I Ma would love to know How that. many stickers did your partner purchase? I don't have one of those. <laughs> <laughs> I went three times today. <laughs> you two-faced ass bitch. I would love to see... We need we need to get a trial happening. I want to. I demand a fucking recount. I demand a fucking recount. We won. Dude, you can't even have a trial because it has to be by your peers, and you're so fucking below me in this sticker war. You're not even on my level, huh? No way. No way. I need. I'm calling it right now. We need a recount of the votes. Recount of the votes. I'm only counting <laughs> one of Oliver's purchases with one ticket. Oh, how the mighty have fallen, Noel. It is you. You're sounding the a little conspiracy theory today. No way. No way. I'm just saying, you know, fight fair, bitch. Fight fair. <laughs> fight fair. You have cultivated a following. You started building your arsenal for this war. I, what am I going to do? Am I going to tweet to my LinkedIn about <laughs> the stickers? Yeah. I'm just, swing, I'm just swinging with the fists yep. I have. Yep. And yep. they are the righteous fists. Of that, a thousand dog souls, and they're <laughs> they're beautiful. Yeah, the, the a thousand dog souls that are lost and wandering because they don't go to fucking. No, man, man, I'm the fucking Rory Ragman. I got every I got every dog soul in a patch of fabric, and they just make me fucking stronger. I'm the most underrated DC hero of all fucking time. That's me, Ragman, but with dog no. souls and no. good dog souls. No, but for real though, I do want to give a shout out. I do have a shout out, which is unsticker related. Okay, um, what's your shout out? Zach Lillis. Zach, I sincerely hope you're you're listening to this. 
uh, there was a tattoo thread in the uh, Go to Hell like group, mm-hmm. and everybody Facebook was posting group. their tattoos. Yeah, everybody's mm-hmm. tattoo sick. Zach Lillis comes in with a fucking mystical elf Yu Gi Oh tattoo, Whoa. and I fucking love it. I have thought about it all day. I have gone back to that tattoo. That tattoo is saved in my phone. I don't. I don't. I don't really save things unless it's screenshots that I'm sending to you. This is mm-hmm. saved in my phone just so I can keep it near and dear to my heart. That was the best what? fucking tattoo I've ever seen. Will you send it to me? Absolutely. I <laughs> I like it's not even like a non-ironic love of Yu-Gi-Oh. Like when everyone's like, Chelsea, get back into anime. I went back and I rewatched Yu-Gi-Oh! and I remember the hype. It stands up. It's so fucking entertaining. Oh shit, look how cute that is. Yeah. Uh, oh, that is good. She's part of like this really epic combo um, that gets pulled out like last minute, and everyone's like, "Ha ha ha! What's she doing? She's just chanting on the field like she ain't gonna do shit." And then she, uh, much like all of my friends from high school, uh, comes in last minute and fucking wrecks <laughs> everyone. So I will say that uh, Zach, you have the not that not to not to shit on anyone else's tattoos, but man, that one really day. got you. Oh my god, yeah. I was so excited when I saw it. There were some really favorite. good contenders in there. I I didn't even see that one. I left that thread um, just because I'm trying to stay off Facebook so I don't get cancer. Um, but that's incredible. Right? I He's going to have that. a whole sleeve. So, Zach, please keep Damn. me informed. Um, Damn. I'm genuinely interested. And now I kind of, like, low-key want a Yu-Gi-Oh tattoo. I think you should. I've got a tattoo coming up this month. Ooh, what are you, are you getting your uh, the start of your, like... Uh, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, like for yeah. your under butt, right? Yep, under the butt, getting um, the Witch King's Mace. Let's go, June 24th with Ashes. Um, absolute killer when it comes to, like, just fantasy and anime. I'm just also, like, she does little black metal twists on some things sometimes. Just an absolute kill shot of a tattoo artist. So I'm very fucking excited to see what she does with this. Also excited to see how cute my little butt cheeks will look. Um, I'm surprised you haven't had a lower butt tattoo yet. I know. I'm just coming. Well, you know what the thing is? And this might come as a shock to you. Um, I actually hate getting tattooed. It is the worst thing that I've ever done, ever. And it is only getting worse as time goes on. Yeah, I... Agree. I tapped out of my last one with my moths. Mm-hmm. I couldn't fucking mm-hmm. do it. Like, yeah. right on that knee bone in my shin. I was like, nope, merp, ma'am. And yeah. I was done. Yep. Um, I feel like in the past, I would like sit for like maybe six hours and be like, I'm good if you're good. And it was the tattoo artist who would call it because they had other yeah. shit to do that day. Yeah. Yeah. No, the longest I sat for it was like six and a half hours. And it was for my arm. And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. Totally fine yeah. being here. Oh, man, she started the outline. Like, even just the discomfort of standing weird when she was putting the stencil on. I was like, that's, that's the realness. That's how you know, like, you know, 30, flirty, and thriving baby is like, you can't even stand to get the stencil on. You're like, I'm a little uncomfy. Yeah. No, like, the soreness in my hip from just mm-hmm. having to lay in one position. Mm-hmm. I'm still feeling it. Like, in my yeah. hammies, hamstrings are all tight. Yeah. No, it's like, for real, like... And she's a quick hand, man, but 
it just, it hits me different now. It hits me different. And I'm not ashamed to say that I purchased numbing cream. I need to try that. You got, because like, no joke, dude, I'm not even tripping. Like, it works 100%. But there's this weird, like, I don't know what you'd call that. There's this, like, weird air that comes along with using it that, like, it's frowned upon in the tattoo community. It's almost like a pay to play with pain. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you can't handle it, you shouldn't be fucking getting it. Like, there's a lot of discourse on twitter which is interesting to see where you have like half of like tattoo artists being like dude if it helps you sit which will make me like produce a better product absolutely use it and then there's the other half who are like if you can't handle the pain don't fucking get it and you're just like shut up shut up do you not like science and technology and improvements you know what i mean yeah we have regressed into such a society where we gatekeep pain. Like, we are literally, dude, that's exactly what it fucking is. It's gatekeeping pain. It's so fucking silly. It's just like when people try to dunk on me for, like, talking about, like, Marxist theory and being like, as you say this from your iPhone, and I'm like, oh, what, do you want me to go back living in a fucking cave and I'll right. send out some smoke signals for you to get, you stupid fucking twat? Like, Progression is progress. Just because people abuse it and do bullshit with it doesn't mean that we don't like it. You clown shoes, dude. No, I think that you should just go full on like Soviet winter and just murder everybody and use the cold against them in the true Marxist way. As I as I plan on doing. Um, with my numbing creams. Also, speaking of Soviet Russia, guess what we're talking about today? Oh my god, that was a good fucking segue. We're talking about how much Russia sucks! <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, um, I have a love-hate relationship with um, Russia, but I will say that Russia in the 50s was absolutely horrific. Oh my god. Dude, uh... Yeah, real talk. <laughs> in the 50s was not good. Um, specifically because they were like trying to uh, bounce back from two world wars. Mm-hmm. They just did... Um, they did bad. Because like, at this point, um, in the 50s, Stalin had been a communist dictator for like 20 years. Uh, and he's the fun guy who people are always like, technically killed more people than Hitler in some places. Yep. Yep. And yep. Uh, yeah, and at least 700,000 people were executed between, like, 1934 and 1939, and even more imprisoned during the Great Purge, courtesy of Stalin. I want to say that, um, before we get into the true topic of today, that, um, first of all, one of the best movies out there is Death of Stalin. Please watch it. It's so fucking funny. Um, Second, not so funny, is that, isn't it crazy how U.S. history, because we ended up using Stalin as an ally... You know, towards the end of World Uh War II, that we have grown up learning, like, that Stalin, like, no one knows that Stalin put up numbers of genocide like Hitler. Like, no one knows that. Unless you were to look into it yourself or be researching Mm -hmm. yourself or, like, into world history, not just, like, learning about American history. Like, we have whitewashed Stalin's Great Purge, which is a fun way to say, like, Holocaust, genocide. Like, because he it was an ally. 
Yes, it's incredible, honestly. The PR campaign that had to go on to make Stalin look presentable and nice and cool because he joined, you know, the Allied forces at the end of World War II to make him, to unhitlerfy him is absolutely fucking incredible. Yeah, and it's just like, why can't we just realize that people who are helpful to our cause are sometimes awful? And that's why we shouldn't... Uh, participate in these wars or do our best yep. to stop them because then the lines of morality become so fucking blurred and you wake up yep. in bed with Stalin. Yeah, it's true. And as another slow segue into the actual topic of today, much like their kissing cousins, Nazi Germany, Stalin and his army in Russia at this time doing their own version of like holocaust experiments like there was a russian mangala and yep. he did just as atrocious experiments and human torture but again like we said in the beginning because stalin and this team worked with us at some point and we were all you know shaking hands and taking pictures and being like, we beat the Nazis. We had to dilute what Russia was doing at this time because, as we're going to learn, it was just as bad as Hitler's Germany. Yes. And let's uh, focus on a real small example now. Uh, Please. So just a few years before Stalin died... An impoverished seamstress, and I'm not going to apologize for any of my pronunciation in this episode because it is all correct. Um, <laughs> her name was uh, Yekaterina Yeka, Yeka mm-hmm. uh, Lenopva. So, you uh, fucking Katerina. believe that, dude. Yeah, Yekaterina. Yeah. Uh, we're just going to, the, the mom. The mom went into labor for a whopping two days. And at this time, the USSR did not have any ultrasound technology that was available. So they just weren't sure what was in store. Uh, A woman would come in and be like, I think I'm pregnant. And they'd be like, cool, let's hang out and see if that's true. Um, After a really grueling delivery uh, or attempt to deliver, this mom was given an emergency C-section. And the midwife was super jazzed. She was like, oh, twins. And then she pulls them out and then passes the fuck out. Isn't that uh, always a good sign? Isn't that yeah. such a great sign if you're, you know, 48 hours into childbirth and then the nurse goes, oh, my God, it's twins. And then she's unconscious. I think, you know, I think that's good news. Fucking convulses. Um, unrelated, but when a girl that I knew from high school uh, had a baby and the baby was born with like a boxer's nose, which is just it got squished in the birth canal and it will pop up after a few weeks. But it looked like this baby, like somewhat like. It looked like the baby's nose was made of clay and then someone dropped it and it was like, it's like completely flattened. <laughs> Every fucking picture that this girl posted of people with her baby was like kind of like a, Ugh! and people trying to like put the nose back. Every fucking one until after like six months, they were all erased. Like, I think she got sick of people like asking what was wrong with her baby's face. Oh my God. I yeah. mean, that's, that's, I mean, you know. With peace and love, that's a lot to digest, you know, visually. That's a lot. It takes yeah. a lot. I mean, she, yeah, she had a picture of her husband holding the baby, like right when the doc, like still, still attached, uh, handing it to him in his face. He's just like, ah, like, yeah. like the nose bounced out, like, you know, but I've got a question. 
I've got a question. Mm-hmm. Do I know this person? No. I don't, because I know I somebody you went to high school with that had a baby mm-hmm. in high school. Uh, I don't think you know her. I really they- don't think you know her, because I barely know her anymore. Okay, okay, like, okay. I barely knew her in high school. Okay, I was going to say, do they cosplay? But no. So no? No. Okay, it's no. not that one person? Okay, great. Well, you know, no. I would like to say, I hope no one takes this as uh, baby bashing, because I think all babies are ugly. Um, so, you know, take that how you will. Mm-hmm. Well, they're not very cute if they're born vaginally, I will say. They get all fucked up. Yeah, they do get all and fucked I'm, up. I'm yeah. saying that because my niece was born vaginally, and she looked awful when she was born. We're all like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta get squeezed out of that. She like, she's all bruised and stuff. It fucks babies up. It looks like they came out of a car accident. Yeah, I'm not trying to say, but I am also trying to say, so many things about childbirth just seem horrifically unnatural and not okay. Everything about childbirth is screaming, don't fucking do this, you know? It's just like, nature's almost trying to tell us to pump the brakes, and we're just like, it's fine. I want my baby to come out of me looking like it went 17 rounds with Mike Tyson. That's totally fine. It's fine. Um, so anyway, yeah. So mama has the babies. Midwife passes out. And twins were not a scientific anomaly. Like, we, they were just excited about twins then as we are now. Just like, ah, twins. Mm-hmm. Um, only these little girls were different. Uh, because on that terrible winter morning of January 3rd, 1950, uh, mama cat had given birth to conjoined twins. Uh, these little girls were born with two separate torsos and were attached just at the hips, sharing a set of legs that each girl independently controlled. They each got one leg. Um, and there was a third useless leg that operated more like a tail than anything. It was kind of deformed and hung out the back. Um, but the other one's functional. So desperate to see her little girls, Mama Cat begged the doctors to let her hold them and not really caring. Like, they were like, no, you birthed a mutant. You can't have them. And she's like, I don't fucking care. I want my babies. Um, and she was so miserable and distraught that they weren't letting her um, see her twins that one of the nurses eventually relented and actually brought the girls to the mom, who obviously fell in love with them instantly. Like, she was a monster. Um, but unfortunately for her, this was Stalin's Russia. Because yeah. at the time, all hospitals in the USSR were instructed to report any births of twins to the state so that they could be studied. And the main doctor in charge of this, his name was Peter Anakin. And he was oh. the prime... Yeah, Anakin. Pita, Piata, Anakin. Uh, he was the primary doctor who was studying twins at the time. And just like you mentioned, Noel, a mini Joseph Mengele 2.0. He had yeah. a disturbing proclivity when it came to observing... Uh, fucked up human behaviors in responses to torture. Um, What the state did not account for when it came to these little girls who came to be known as Masha and Dasha was that they would be born to a mother that loved them. They were like literally surprised Pikachu face. Mm -hmm. And she refused to sign custody over to the state. She was just straight up like, no, I'm fucking keeping the babies. Like, I don't care. Like, they're coming home with me. Yeah, And the doctors, like, knew what was going on. They knew what was happening with this doctor who was studying twins. So they drugged up the mother with, like, um, an anesthetic. And then in her drunken haze, they were like, oh, your babies died. And then they kicked her the fuck out of the hospital. And that was it. it. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Also, I want to say 
that if you look at Masha and Dasha's pictures of them as like young little girls, they are genuinely adorable. Oh, like cute as a button. They are so fucking cute. They look like little Gerber babies. Like there is nothing like your friend's kid who had a smushed in nose because it got pushed out of a, you know, a clamshell. Like yeah. that's probably terrifying. Looking at these two girls, even though like they're conjoined, they are absolutely fucking adorable. And it just blows my mind that like obviously Russia in the fifties, Stalin's Russia, no one could fathom that like a mother would love a child with a disability, let alone like a mutation such as Yeah. They're like, no the baby can't contribute physically, so we're gonna make it contribute wink physically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this poor woman goes home and thinking that her babies were died, that her babies died. And she thought that for a very long time. But in reality, they were carried away secretly to a place called the Institution of Experimental Medicine in Moscow, where for the next 18, 8 to 14 years, it's a little accounts kind of differ. It was Russia in the 50s. Um, mm-hmm. And they were subjected to insane and horrific abuse. So this doctor, Peter Anakin, and his gross obsession, um, he was obsessed with the girls from the jump, and he acted as if they were, like, literally bestowed upon him by God for him to torture. I love um, that. Don't you love that? When it's people so use fun. God as a way to hurt people? Yeah, you know what? I do think that's super fucked up. Why not just go for a God that, like, loves dogs and admits them all into heaven? That's the world for me. <laughs> but he look at what happens this. on the flip side, Noel. It leads to <laughs> just evil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so Masha and Dasha shared a blood system that had completely different nervous systems. So that means that despite having their own hearts and lungs, if one drank alcohol, the other would get completely fucking drunk as well. But this so, is also fun because while, yes, if one drank, the other one would get fucked up, if one got sick, the other one might not. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, mm-hmm. Honestly, I'm not trying to say, like, you know, study these girls in a lab, but that is pretty fucking interesting. It is interesting. If only there was a way to, like, tell the mom, like, hey, if you let us just kind of, like, observe them over the next couple of years, uh, we'll pay for their medical treatment. And then they right? could be happy and well adjusted. Yeah. Right. If only there was like some way. Like, if, if only there was. Way. If only there was uh, a way. No way. Uh, so according to the mirror, quote, the women, as they were to become, were joined at the spine at an angle of 180 degrees, and they had one leg each. Between them, they possessed four arms, a separate small intestine, but they shared the same colon and rectum. They had four kidneys, but only one bladder, along with a oh, shared so reproductive we- system. Can we pause there? Yes. Sharing a rectum. I would just like to break that down for a second. Yeah, let's break it down. How fucking unfortunate. How fucking unfortunate. Could you imagine? I mean, obviously, you know how, like, twins, even when they're not conjoined, have, like, a very special bond, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, you know, what what's the lore that, like, it's one soul shared among two people? Um I imagine you're very close with your twin, especially if you're identical. That's probably also terrifying. Imagine now that, but you have to 
sit next to them and not just sit next to them. You're like hoisted over the side. You're dangling over the side of a toilet while they take a shit. Well, you're both taking a shit. You're, it's both of your buttholes. But what like, if there's they only ate, one butt? But what if they ate it? Yeah, if that would be like if one of you ate like 50 hot peppers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the yeah. Other one. That yeah. would pit, that would be annoying. Also, how do you designate like the wiping hand? Like, no, you oh fucking ate God. it, you wipe. That is honestly, Chelsea, I'm not even trying to like gas you up right now. That is the best fucking question you've right? ever asked. That is the I'm... genuinely the best fucking question you've ever asked. Yeah, Who like are they wipes? they each have limbs. Mm-hmm. You know, there's four arms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like what if you're not in the fucking mood that day? Who is in charge? Also, can you imagine how awkward they both go to wipe at the same time and they like graze hands? They're like, no, 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 I'll do it. I <laughs> know, uh, allow me. And then they do the whole like yeah. hand swirl and then like take a bow. <laughs> Damn, that is a great fucking question. Oh man, I wish we could ask them. Me too. R.I.P. Spoiler yeah. alert. Spoiler alert. They don't live. <laughs> um, okay, so. Yeah, so they have one bladder and a shared reproductive system. They each had their own hearts and lungs, but shared a blood supply. They had separate nervous systems, meaning that one could become ill while the other is fine. So, for example, during childhood, one twin got measles, but the other did not. Incredible. Honestly, I'm not trying to say anything that happened here was, like, justified. It's horrific, horrible. They should, you know, have been tried for war crimes and crimes against humanity. But... That is fucking interesting. Imagine being like the sick twin and the other twin wants to go out and you're like, oh, fine. Just don't wake me up. And you just go limp. <laughs> like, <laughs> like have like a little kitchen cart and they just cart you around. And they're like, what's wrong yeah. with them? You're like, oh, they got the measles, but I'm fine. Like, well, if you've seen pictures of the girls um, later in their life, they both use a crutch. So there is a version of reality where one of them doesn't feel well, has the measles, is napping, and the other one is just dragging them along for the ride. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense because if you're not sick and you want to go out and the other one doesn't feel like going out, you just be like, well, then go to fucking sleep. Yeah. And like, I don't mean to spoiler alert later on, but they have completely polar opposite personalities. So there for sure is like, the social butterfly, charismatic, wants to go out and have a good time, sister. And there's the other one who's like, bah humbug, don't talk to me. I'm going to binge watch, like, everything on Netflix, sister. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that would be hard to navigate. Like, do you just have Could to you imagine? Fun? Yeah. No. Like, what is that? What is that? Could I honestly, like, the fighting. Like, you already innately fight your siblings. Imagine if they're physically attached to you and you're complete polar opposites as human beings and personalities. I would, it would actually maybe be an easy life for me because I think I would have killed my conjoined twin. I think I would have strangled well, yeah. Twin. And you're like, oh, we're just, no need to look into it. This is just what happens with conjoined twins sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um So some examples of how the twins were treated was that they were kept in a glass pot in a laboratory. I always want to say laboratory. 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 A laboratory where scientists would either drop the temperatures to freezing or subject them to extreme heat. 
And while they would test the body's ability to handle um, extreme temperature changes, they would force the girls to stay uh, awake for dangerous periods of times and starve them nearly to the point of death. And not only that, but they would burn or freeze certain parts of the girls' bodies and inject them with, like, super dangerous uh, substances, you know, like fucking radioactive materials. Mm -hmm. And then they would just electrocute one twin to see how the nervous system of the other would react. Like, again, like, real Joseph Mengele shit. Yeah, Joseph Mengele who? Like, that is just... I just... I'm not trying to say, I know that there are some controversial controversial sciences that had to exist for us to be where, where we are today. I would even like to say, like, some animal testing of, like, cancerous materials, like, it had to happen so we can know the results. But if you inject radioactive material into a person's body, I have a very strong feeling, and I am not a doctor, but I have a very fucking strong feeling that something horrible is going to happen, and we probably don't need to test it to see exactly what it is, because we just know that it's horrible, and probably like cancer, maybe like their fucking body melting, like we don't, why, why, you know, we know, yeah. we know enough, we or know like enough. Literally freezing or burning one twin, and then asking the other one, like, does that suck? They'd be like, well, fucking yeah, because you're burning and freezing my twin. And they'd be like, fascinating, but can you feel it? And they'd be like, no, like, not like they just like they 100% understood how these girls functioned, but they just acted like they needed to test it. And it was really yeah. just state approved uh, sadism. You know, like a no, state absolutely. Yeah. No, absolutely. They would punch one twin in the face and then look at the other one and be like, did you feel that? And they're like, no, but can you fucking stop? Yeah, like, um, I am emotionally objecting to it. And they're like, we need to do more tests. Yeah. Um, horrific. There's no fucking awful, reason yeah. for it. No. There's no fucking reason for it. Again, they could have done something like, we're going to give this twin a vitamin that helps vitamin D. Uh, we're going to test the other twin in two weeks and see if their vitamin D levels have also gone up. Thank you and have a good day. Like, there's ways to test it without the torture, right? Yeah. Like, good God. Yeah. Um, and also, I'm not trying to shit on sciences as a study, but what's the fucking point? What the fuck are you gaining from doing human torture research on conjoined twins. Zero things. It's just like, I think it's just like, honestly, so people could have like, it's like these creepy doctors who pull one over on ignorant officials and they're like, hey, listen up. There's a lot of shit going on in the world and if you want to progress and if you want to be a superpower, then we need to get our hands dirty. And people are like, yeah, okay. And they're like, so you just got to look the other way. They look the other way and then people like this Peter Anakim are just it's like it's like a serial killer playground. Like all yeah. of the torture but none of the consequences. But yeah, like that's the thing that doesn't make any sense to me is even like elevator pitching this. Elevator pitching this. No one is like if I inject the twins with the conjoined twins with radioactive material, I will then come up with the formula that's going to get us to the moon. Like there's nothing you fucking gain from it. Well, dude, you it's know? the lies we tell ourselves, right? They were like, well, the Nazis did it, and the Nazis almost took over the fucking world. So there's got to be something there. Like, I think it's just the lies they tell themselves. Like, they're just justifying their shittiness. Yeah. To the point of, like, national pride. They're like, oh, I don't want to do it, but Mother Russia needs to be on top. And this is it's how we get like, there. I mean, I guess... I, I, like, understand what you're saying, and I understand that, but also, like, what? You know Rationally, what I mean? it doesn't make sense. Yeah. 
It's like I'm not gonna like walk into someone's house and start like kicking their elderly mother because I want my credit score to improve. <laughs> like, These two things aren't like they're not connected. <laughs> like human uh-huh. torture isn't gonna like open up jobs in our economy. It's yeah. Well, also because like I'll even play like Devil's Avocado and say there are forms of human torture that may give us information. Like there are all those really controversial science experiments that happened in the fifties and sixties, even in the United States. Like there was that girl who was like grown up in an attic or something like that, and it taught people at least a baseline understanding of nature versus nurture. Like I think her name was Jeannie. I don't know if you remember that from like Psych 101. But Uh like, you know, we accident or when they would get twins and separate them at birth, like there are some things that we did that are clear human abuse, but we did get some fucking information off of it that is interesting. And does slightly and unfortunately progress certain sciences specifically about like the psychology of humanity and like the way that the human mind develops and blah, 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 blah. But like what does torturing a conjoined twin get us? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't, I don't know, but I assume it has to do with Antarctica. (laughs) <laughs> That's all I can say. They got to connect somehow, and I don't okay. know how. I mean, I would just, all I'm saying is I would love to hear, and by love, I mean hate. I would be interested to know what they said to get this passed. What got the stamp of approval by Stalin to say, you know what? Like, yeah, let's let's inject one conjoined twin with radioactive material and see how the other conjoined twin reacts. Yeah. Because clearly everyone in the population is a conjoined twin, and this will be very valuable information for us. Like, I would just fucking love to know what they yeah. said. Or dude, honestly, they wanted their own Einstein. We got Einstein, and they're like, fuck, dude. And then they just put all their eggs in one basket, and then they got in too deep. And they're like, we got to just keep backing this guy, because yeah. bad things will happen if not. I mean, maybe. Uh, maybe that's also it. I also, maybe we're, maybe we're giving them too much credit. Yeah, maybe they were maybe. just fucking... Stalin-led Russian state scientists in the fucking 50s, and that's just yeah. the name of the game. Yeah. yeah, Maybe he genuinely walked into Stalin's office and he was like, hey, I have the craziest thing to tell you. And he was like, what? He was like, I just, you'll never believe, I just came across some conjoined twins. Can you fucking believe that? And Stalin's like, what? Conjoined twins? You know I love twins. He's like, yeah, imagine they're connected to the hit. Hear me out. Wouldn't it be crazy? You know, I'm a crazy guy. You, That's what you love about me. Wouldn't like, it yeah, be yeah, yeah, yeah. crazy if, like, I studied them and I would do things like, I know this is going to be wacky wheels, I oh, no, hit you on a, I'm Stalin right now and you're, you're Peter. So I'm just like, yeah. hold up, hold up. Mm-hmm. Do you want to take twins mm-hmm. and study? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, no. And, but, 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 listen to, listen to this, listen to this, though. They're conjoined, they're conjoined at the hip, okay? Mm-hmm. I they don't have, care. They have mm-hmm. one asshole. Yes. They have, they, have one. <laughs> <laughs> they have one asshole. And I take them and I study that asshole. And by study it, oh, I mean I will. No, no. And I, I know. So far. This, I know you were like a little hot and cold, but this is going to sell you. I'll punch one in the face <laughs> and we'll see how the other one reacts. How about it? And then it's it? just. 
fucking explodes of semen because he's so into it. He's like, oh, I love it. And then he gives yeah. birth to 50 children right then and mm-hmm. there. And then he kills yeah. all of them. <laughs> yeah. I Yeah, I honestly think that's where maybe the conversation went. And I'm trying to be too rational about it. So, yes. Anyway, we're abusing yeah. these two these two girls. Yeah, for hashtag science. Mm-hmm. Um, so there were eventually some rumors did spread because it wasn't like they really tried to keep it quiet about a quote yeah. unquote two headed girl who was being raised in a Russian science experiment. Yeah, I um, think God Facebook wasn't around then because right? the word would have got out immediately. Oh my God, uh, it would have been like that. What was it that like Kofi twenty twelve or whatever? It would have been that. Kof- Kofefe? No, not Kofefe. Oh, I don't know. Kofefe 2012. Everyone was like, they just need coffee, but they don't know how to spell it. Well, you're saying Kony. Kony! I was, I was getting Gaddafi and Kony mixed up and Damn making a Kofi. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, fucking, oh my god. Uh, so they, they ended up getting transferred. Um, and they got sent to a place that was called the Central Scientific Research Institute of Traumatology and Orthopedics, where their third leg limb was amputated, and then they were actually taught how to walk. Mm-hmm. And then eventually they were moved to a boarding school for children with motor impairment. And the girls actually did describe this as, like, the best and happiest time of their lives. I mean, but okay, with, you know, I love that for them, but also bars on the fucking floor. If your life was spent in a in a Russian torture science prison, that yeah, the boarding school is fucking great. The You're like, this is so fucking incredible. The boarding school is Disneyland. Like, but yeah. really, cool, that sounds cool. fucking awful. They're like, we're going to take you out of this hell. And we're going to send yeah. you to school. You're like, oh, God. All right, potato, potato. Let's fucking do this, I guess. Yeah. Um, we say in our nice American kush upbringing. We're like, well, no, school was boring. I had to do math. <laughs> I didn't um, like school. Yeah. The, gr- the food was gross. So I just ate chips at lunch. And my mom gave me money every day. Ugh. Anyway, I'll check my own privilege. Thank you. Yeah, I'm checking um, it. And so... They were, but you know, when other people asked about like the abuse that they had actually endured, they weren't too sure because um, one thing that the scientists didn't account for was the power of the human brain, and they actually blocked out most of the torture that they went through. Um, and it wasn't even until they were told about the abuse or a little bit of their upbringing that they even realized that they were born conjoined. They literally thought that they were two separate twins who the Russians had sewn together in the lab. Jesus fuck. Yeah. They're like, oh, we right. just thought we were an experiment. Because that's how they were fucking treated. Yeah. And eventually they did find their birth mother and they reunited with her in 1985. And then at that point, they also had two brothers that they didn't know existed. And it was happily ever after. That's the end of the story. Oh my god, I totally believe you because that sounds totally accurate. Yeah. No, just kidding. Because you can't fucking you're right, you can't fucking object like subject somebody to that like sort of abuse and think that their life is just going to be good. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about the twins. So we have Dasha um, or Dasha. I don't know. My emphasis. I like Dasha. Feel free to I like Dasha. Dasha. Okay. Uh, so Dasha grew up to be like quiet, inquisitive, thoughtful, submissive, like all like relatively good things. Like people who um, met Dasha would only describe her in a good light. And she would definitely get a read on people's feelings. She was absolutely empathetic and she was just an overall sweetheart. Like, 
you wouldn't have known what she was subjected to having met her because she was just like a fucking well-rounded goddamn delight. And Masha, on the other hand, um, could only grow up to only be what we would describe as a psychopath and not a psychopath and like hashtag psychopath, but like actual designated um, diagnosed psychopath. I mean, Um, can you blame her? No. I, and I won't. <laughs> but Julie Butler, a British journalist, she had like a super fascination with the twins because she saw them on television where they were be like begging to be released from state care and allowed to live their own lives. And this was well after they were adults. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Julie saw them on TV and she always kept kind of an eye on them because she was interested. And as she progressed through her career, she kind of found um, everything kept leading back to the girls. And eventually she had enough clout um, to reach out to the girls for the sake of an interview and for them to be like, yeah, okay. Because it's like some random person reaches out for an interview versus like the view reaching out for an interview. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, okay. Like, I know who you are. Absolutely. I'll give you an interview. Um, I was going to say Walter Cronkite and then the view came in next. I'm not sure if I'm proud of either. I'm glad you did not say that. I'm not saying the view was a good choice, but you know, it's like, what katie couric reaches out you know she's a pretty yeah. well-known interviewer uh, Oprah. you know um mm-hmm. yeah yeah Oprah, I don't know why Oprah. super blanked out on that um so what originally started out is just kind of like an inquisitive message eventually turned into a 15-year friendship and julie actually moved her entire family like her husband and, and her children to moscow so she could be closer to the twins specifically I kind of love that. I mean, like, initially when you first hear that, like, this woman was obsessed with these conjoined twin girls to the point that, like, as her career got bigger and broader, she was like, I now know that I can reach out to them successfully. That does kind of make you feel icky a little bit. But also knowing that, like, these girls have had kind of, like, nothing in their life, like, no stability, no genuine friendship, like, there is a little Mm -hmm. tiny piece of hope in humanity that's, like, this is, this is adorable. I love this for them. Right. And not to, like, misalign Julie too much, like, she probably did definitely make money off of the girls, but any significant money made off of the girls went to the girls. Yeah. I love Um, that. Yeah. And she even helped Masha write her own personal biography. And Julie published her own book that was called um, The Less You Know, The Sounder You Sleep. And the funds from that also went to like a fund for the girls. And it was like tens of thousands of dollars. It was enough to essentially set them up for the rest of their life. Um, I love that. Yeah. And so Julie is a sweetheart. Like I'm, She did make some money off of them, but most of the money went to the girls. Yeah. And also, shout out to that book title, The Less You Know, The Sounder You Sleep, it, specifically talking about, like, what the Russians did to these two girls. Like, yeah, of course. What? A, yeah. Shout out, Julie. Shout out, Julie. Still in print. Um, it is available to buy. I'm not going to tell you where to buy it, but if you were to go to a specific retailer, they are selling the hardcover used for as little as $3.99. No um, shit. A yeah. specific retailer that we all know. That we all know. Rhymes with Mams was fun. Recently divorced, right? Recently, no, that was Gates. Just kidding. He's been divorced uh, for a while. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it it talks about the twins and their life. Um. 
And so Julie has actually given like a multitude of interviews about the girls. Um, and she's even participated in some documentaries about their experiences in Russia. And she was one of the first ones to actually label Masha as a psychopath. And she did an interview with, um, from what I understand it, is like an online uh, news source called McLean's. Okay. And she stated, quote, and this is going to be kind of a long one, but I thought it was all good enough to read. So she said, quote, the first time I met them, Masha was the chatty one and charming and cracking jokes. Dasha was quieter. Then their true personalities emerged. Masha was self-centered and egotistical, bullying Greedy, but also quite charming as psychopaths can be. In some ways, she enjoyed the notoriety of being so special. But she was also tough and resilient, and seen by Dasha as being the strong and supporting sister. Uh, Dasha was self-effacing, kind, gentle, generous, and quiet. Masha was better able to cope with the disability because she was uncaring and incapable of love or empathy, so she didn't (laughs) care what people thought about her. Um, Whereas Dasha cared terribly. She hated going out. But Masha would just shout at people who looked at them. And I do believe, having researched psychopathy, um, that all those traits were there in Masha. She had lack of empathy, callousness, manipulation, pathological lying, arrogance, and total control of the partner. Whereas Dasha became an empath. I believe they both suffered from childhood detachment disorder, having been taken from their parents and put in uh, laboratory conditions, and essentially medically tortured for many years. End quote. Um, which is so, I think she gave these interviews after the girls died. So I think she had some tact to not like go on, be shitty to Masha. Uh But, um, and Masha definitely used her more dominant and psychopathic personality traits to control her sister with some, even believing she was like secretly a lesbian and which is fine. But because of that, she forced Dasha to dress very, very masculine and cut their hair short in traditionally more male ways. So when they were little girls, um, very stereotypical-looking little girls, like the big dresses, the bows, and then when you look at them later, they do look very masculine. Um, Yeah. Like, uh, not... You wouldn't necessarily clock them as female from the jump. No. No, no, no. Also, I mean, when you have... When they describe her as, like... The other, the other twin is, like, submissive and quiet and, you know, empathetic. Like, I don't think you become easily that way if you don't have that, like, big, boisterous, controlling personality next to you. Yeah, it's kind of like the waxes and wanes or, like, the yin and yang. Like, she was filling mm-hmm. the spaces that her sister yep. did not occupy and vice yep. versa. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And Dasha was very, very feminine, um, but she was just absolutely strong-armed into dressing in a way to help keep male attention away from Masha. And it didn't work. Um, Dasha eventually fell in love with a boy named Slava, who she met at school for invalids. Their words, not mine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nice fucking clarification. Thank you. Chelsea. Thank you. Um, I just, that's just how they like speak about, I think I felt, okay. So I could have edited it out, but it's like also important <laughs> to be like, this is how they were thought of. Like just because they got out of this terrible medical lab, like they were not free and clear to be happy in any yeah. means. Um, so despite Masha being allowed to express herself pretty sexually, like she would be very touchy feely with women and kiss them. She would not allow her sister to express any sexual actions with Slava 
period point blank. Um, and I don't, I don't fucking know how this works, but Dasha did try her best to get some alone time with Slava and she would drink like a lot of alcohol because Masha could not hold her liquor. Um, so Masha did not drink and Dasha could hold her liquor a lot better. So Dasha could drink enough to get Masha to pass out, but still be awake. Um, so oftentimes, oh. yeah. So oftentimes, like if Dasha wanted to hang out with her boyfriend Slava, she would just fucking pound him down until her sister was either absolutely passed out and incapacitated, or just too drunk to do anything about it. Um, because she used, yeah. So like, if Dasha tried to like initiate sex with her boyfriend, like Masha would attack them both, oh, so it couldn't happen. God. So they would incapacitate her so that they could, you know, have, yeah, maybe fucking. Okay. This is, this is a tough one for me to get. This is a tough one for me to chew on because like, I get what that's not fucking cool for Masha to be like, I can, you know, like touch all the titties and kiss all the girls, but like, you can't, you can't have a moment with your guy. No, no way. No way. Like, that's fucked up. Like, that's, they should have, that's fucked up. But I don't know. If, if we swing uh, in pendulums here, yeah, yeah, this is a bit rapey. This is a right? bit, this is a bit much. <laughs> you know what? I wouldn't even say a bit, but also, hear me out, hear me out as a protector of um, Dasha. If you are, <laughs> yeah, me too. We both we have to protect her. Well, yes. we have to. If you are two individual women, but mm-hmm. you share one piece of fine china, is it still, you know, a little rapey? Like that's that, yeah, right. It's the jurisdiction. Mm. See, this is what they really could have used the studying of the conjoined twins. So, how do you feel about you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Just asking them a series of questions rather than injecting them with radioactive material. Right. Yeah. Like, how does, you know, who wipes? Like, Mm -hmm. we could have learned so much. Oh, my God. Um, Really, the only fucking thing we needed to know, and we still do not know. No, and we'll die not knowing. Um, Yeah. Because this is where it gets a bit sticky. Uh, The girls were not very educated about their reproductive organs. They did share reproductive organs like um mm-hmm. one uterus things like that only two ovaries but dasha once like commented when she was asked about it she was like it's fine because we have two vaginas and Wait. um so what? that has not yeah so that has not been confirmed all accounts say no um i was listening to an interview with julie butler and the she's the one who kind of clarifies this where she was like it all looked like one to me because at one point um when dasha made the comment she's like no it's fine we have two vaginas she had julie butler she kind of showed her and she was like see and julie butler got just kind of a glance and was like okay and i think it's like the lies we have to tell ourselves so it's not confirmed Mm -hmm. that there was multiple openings but likely no <laughs> yeah one one vagina yeah 
was utilized and yeah. well, because there was only one vagina to utilize. For my um for my sanity, I'm going to also pretend with the girls and I'm going to say there were two. Even though I know in my heart there was one, I'm going to yeah. also pretend. And it's also just like the philosophy of it too, like you got one vagina but you got two minds. So is it whoever's utilizing the vagina, it, you, like, gets ownership over it? You know, like, oh Masha's incapacitated. Yeah. She yeah. she doesn't really have a choice anymore. So now it's, yeah. like, Dasha's driving. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we have one car, two drivers. If I'm upstairs yeah. taking a nap and you yeah. take it for a drive, yeah. is it yeah. Grand Theft Auto? I don't think so. And I think I that's don't great. Either. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Absolutely stunning sentence. You said they're jealous. <laughs> I don't know how to. I don't know how to fucking. I don't know how to think about it. It's like somebody who's very much like fuck rapists, burn them alive. Like in this, it's like, dude. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I get. I agree. I do think there is some. There's something to hash out and maybe workshop at a table about. You know, one vagina, two minds. But for the sake of these girls horrific past and tumultuous upbringing i'm gonna go ahead and believe that that there was two vaginas yeah like i need a i need slam poetry to tell me how i feel in an aggressive way but i'm not sure yet um and believe it or not they weren't really known for being very friendly with one another oh no Um, fucking shit (laughs) masha would beat the shit out of her sister and just berate her nonstop. um Mm -hmm. It got slightly better as they got older, but like most people who met them would describe the power imbalance between Masha and Dasha is just disturbing at best. Yeah. <laughs> um, and their living conditions were no better. So even though they were they were technically released into more humane state care, um is there, such a yeah. Yeah. is there such a fucking thing as humane state care like let's just call it probably not probably not in communist russia um no not anywhere baby not no. fucking anywhere no especially like, not in communist russia i did um i did like a clinical at uh old folks home i would rather slip my wrists I've yeah. been to nice ones that are nice, but baby, you got to pay to play for some of those places. And Masha and Dutch could not pay to play. No, uh, they could not. They lived in what I would describe as a literal broom closet mm-hmm. for the last 20 years of their lives. Yeah. And they weren't really treated better by their fellow Russian citizens either in a very weird way. Uh, they were sens- like sensationalized. Like people absolutely fucking loved them. And they were portrayed as like the sweethearts of the state. Um, and people would just kind of ignore what the reality of their situation actually was just because the propaganda machine of Soviet Russia was insanely powerful. Yeah. Uh, Russian articles would portray their mother as being some crazy woman who was incapable of caring for special babies. They were like, their dad wouldn't raise them. He wasn't interested. Um, she was incapable and if it weren't for Russia and the state stepping in and taking the girls, they would have been abandoned or left for dead by their mother. Like, oh, absolute smear yeah. campaign. Yeah. And even when they got older and were able to actually talk about some of the abuse that they did endure or, like, the fact that, like, growing up in a lab wasn't necessarily happy, mm-hmm. um, their treatment still didn't get better. 
in one example, so like in Russia, there's specialists called narcologists, and their job is to just help people get sober. Yeah. So one journalist called the girls and faked their accolades and offered to help them with their drinking issues. They were like, oh, yeah, I'm a narcologist. Like, I know you guys are broke. I will absolutely help you with your issues for free. And the girls were like, yes, please. We have a drink. Like, absolutely. Like, we need help. This isn't a good way to cope. Um, so instead of what happened was this um, journalist faking as a narcologist instead got the girls super drunk. And all of the things that the girls told them, specifically Masha, they published in an article. Jesus um, fucking Christ. Yeah. And it was everything from all of their sexual escapades, which weren't really possible due to their timeline, um, but still, like, embarrassing information. And yeah. even, like, ridiculing the, the girls' looks. Like, oh, these girls want to act like they're fucking playboys, but really they're hideous. Um, oh my God. very terrible and it caused like huge distrust in the media for the girls and they were just kind of betrayed everywhere they looked yeah i mean like honestly the fact that they even trusted someone enough to answer that call says how much humanity these two had and then to be shit on afterwards i can't like i don't right. even i can't even fathom it well and that's like another reason to kind of like give a thumbs up to julie butler because she came in guns blazing and made it, like, her career to clear the girls' names. Um, like, she did let Masha write, like, a really terrible biography, which was mostly untrue. Um, mm -hmm. But what Julie Butler ended up posting about the girls is, like, where most of the actual and <laughs> factual information of the girls' lives comes from. Um, mm -hmm. And... But the downside to Julie Butler's work is that this is where people really see the abuse that Dasha ended up enduring from her sister. Yeah. Um, and lots of various accounts, she would be beaten to a bloody pulp until Masha would pass out from the ass kicking she dealt onto her sister. Like she would punch and kick and freak out on her sister until she would just faint. And then Dasha, who kind of would go limp during it, her only times of solace was when Masha would pass out and she could clean herself up from like all the dried blood from the Ugh, attack. My God, bro. Fuck that stupid bitch. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. What a terrible rotten fucking cut. I'm not blaming her cause she went through some shit, but God damn it. This is also, isn't this a weird kind of like case study? That's very oddly specific but about that, right? That like, it's, it's the same kind of conversation that happens around serial killers where they're like, there are a lot of fucking people who have traumatic brain injury, who suffer abuse by the hands of their caretakers, who have been sexually assaulted, who, you know, maybe had mm -hmm. a bit of a, you know, moment of animal abuse or whatever. And like, they recovered from that, <laughs> like got better about it. There are people who, like, have had shitty fucking cards dealt to them, and they don't end up murdering people. You know? Like, right. it's not, like, because people are so quick to say, like, situation, circumstance, environment, yes. right? Nature like Nature versus nurture. Exactly. All like, that. That's what creates these people. But here you literally have two conjoined twins who have been forced through horrific 
terrible traumas, atrocities, abuse, and torture. One of them is a fairly well-adjusted, empathetic, sweet, kind being. And the other one is a fucking monster. Like, what more of a case study do you need about that? That it does not have anything to do with what happened to you, but you, yourself, and the human condition. Yeah, it's a little more than a coin flip. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's, like, right on the nose. It's it's also scary to think, like, man, how close were we? Like, am I one stubbed toe in my childhood? (laughs) Away from being, like, a fucking murderer, you know? It's like, I mean, well, that's the whole entire, like, to make it about something completely unrelated, that's the whole, like, you know, Joker v. Batman one bad day type of thing, where he's like, you are one bad day away from being me. And then he's like, absolutely no, I am not. And it's true. And it's true. Because it has nothing to do with the conditions that happen to you. Those have an effect, yes, but at the end of the day, it's how you choose to move yeah. forward and handle those things. And it what a better is. fucking and study of that than these two sisters. Yeah, it's just, Batman was even like, I've been done having bad days. It's like, Dosh yeah. is the fucking Batman, and Mosh mm-hmm. is the Joker. Yeah. Brucey versus, like, Joe Cool. Jack Napier, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah, uh, and ho- horrible. Uh, so, believe it or not, Masha was so even more cruel towards her sister um, when it came to her relationship with Slava. And Dasha actually tried to hang herself when she was only 18. There wasn't much information about this, but I imagine it was like another scenario where she got Masha drunk so that she yeah. could like have more free reign. Um, yeah. But despite all of it, like doctors always off- had offered before like hey we can try to separate you guys like it might you know and they always fucking refused every yeah. single time they refused and um and what would what would be her last act of what you can either call cruelty or mercy masha died of a heart attack on april 17th 2003 at only 53 years old and for the first time in her entire fucking life, Dasha was completely alone. Oh, man. Also, what um, what did they do at that point? Uh, let's, let's, another ethical question. Uh, so the doctors tried to spare her feelings by lying to her. They pulled the card of, uh, oh, Masha's just in a coma. Okay. And is just sleeping. But they didn't account for the fact that Dasha was literally aware that half of her body was no longer functioning. Jesus um, she could f- Yeah, she could feel that her heart was beating at half capacity because she was so oh my God. Dasha. Like, she was so used to Masha's heart doing half the work. That is fucking dark, dude. That is mm-hmm. fucking dark. Yeah, so she knew it from the jump. She could not feel that heartbeat. Because, like, I don't, I like, we only have one heart, but I imagine that if your heart stops, like, imagine having two hearts and half of it, like, one heart shuts off. Like, we would have mm-hmm. to be inherently aware of it. Yeah, you would kind of feel it a little bit. Yeah. And Dasha was like, oh, okay, well, half of my body isn't working anymore. Yeah. And I know yeah. it's not working. Jesus um, fucking Christ. And so it took 
they let Dasha sit next to the corpse of her sister for 17 hours before they were finally like, okay, like, we're going to officially declare her dead. Unbelievable, dude. But also, I know that I'm kind of spoiling this a little bit, but like, why the fuck? Why the fuck? If you know what you do medically about how those two sisters are conjoined together, there is no fucking version of scientific reality that you go, yeah, let's just let it hang out. Yeah. they. It's like, you're going to be concerned about my fucking feelings now? Yeah, literally. Or, ma'am? <laughs> um, yeah, so, but by that point, like, from the fucking jump, the second Masha died... Her body started to decompose, and the bacteria from her corpse started to ooze into Dasha, giving her blood poisoning. No fucking shit, Um, yeah. So the 17 hours it took for Masha to die was just the slow burn um, of killing Dasha, and so it took another 17 hours for Dasha to die from, like, the toxicity of having a corpse attached to her body. Pieces of shit, man. And um, stoically, she passed the time in silence, and all the while, the doctors were lying to her about her sister's condition, but she quietly knew it was the end, and she just fucking took it until she, too, passed away. Wow. And ultimately, like, the girls were birthed into a lie, and they would leave the world under the same fucking circumstances of doctors being bastards. Absolutely fucking horrific. Also, how just absolutely disgusting that they mm-hmm. could have even attempted to separate the twins and give Dasha a chance to live, like, on her own. And they could have. Yeah. Uh, instead, they waited until it was way too late. Yeah. Um, and everybody, and, and this isn't even, like, me being sarcastic, where I'm like, oh, everything ended up great. Uh, everyone involved in the twins' lives went on to live fucking great lives. Of course the woman you did. Who, yeah, the woman who stashed them in the closet for 20 years still works. Uh, still works for, like, she went on to live a great life. She was, like, a state official. Um, uh, Peter uh, Anokin died in Moscow at the age of 76. Fucking lauded worldwide as the pioneer of psychophysiological feedback. Dude is a saint. In that category. Mm-hmm. Um, the girls' mother, I know I said that they had met up and were reunited in 1985, but unfortunately, shortly after that happened, Masha straight up disowned the mom, disowned the whole family, and she cut off all fucking contact with them. So mom <sighs> died alone. And yeah. uh, all that money that the girls had made from their biography went missing right after they died. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the only positive note, like, the only, like, if there's a hero in this story, the only fucking positive note is that Julie Butler, that um, reporter, made sure, like, fucking fought tooth and nail to make sure that the girls' bodies were cremated so that they could not be a scientific study ever fucking again. And that's it. That's how it ends. Unbelievable. Unfucking believable. Absolutely shout out to Julie. Also, we know that that money didn't go missing. It landed in the hands of the state that the Mm -hmm. girls got from the biography is 
fucking believable. Just born in pain and suffering and tragedy and die in pain and suffering and tragedy. Yeah, I thought I had the wrong person when I looked up uh, Peter Anakin. When I, like, pulled him up, I was like, okay, Wikipedia, this guy real quick. Mm -hmm. Because he's just, like, celebrated. Yeah. Um, I'm like, this can't be the right guy. And it's like, oh, he's known for his theory of functional systems and, like, all this stuff. And I'm like, I was like, this can't, because that happens all the time where I'm, like, looking up people for episodes. And I'm like, I think I have the wrong one. Um, Yeah. He, I didn't see anything until I specifically typed in his name with the twins and had to go deep to even find what he did to them. And even then, all I got were vague descriptions. What I read on the episode was as detailed as I could find. Unfucking believable, of course. And like, I know that the, you know, Russia has its own system of sanitizing and censoring. But let's not forget, as we mentioned at the top of the episode, that the U.S. had a major fucking role to play in helping hide the secrets of the USSR, specifically, you know, in the 50s, right after they um, were an ally to us. Like, yeah, yeah, of course, we get into it in a bare-knuckle brawl with the Cold War, but there was a second there where we brushed under the rug all of their fucking atrocities. Yeah. We let the British people bomb the irish nessie and we were fucking cool with it man like (laughs) atrocities left and right oh man oh Um, man dude it's like the it's the enemy you know right yeah yeah it's this is depressing like i don't usually get like ugh after an episode but like the banter has gone for me I'm like that's it that's all we got yeah yeah i don't i don't have anything to say i don't have anything positive or encouraging to say other than like when i don't know in the darkness terrible fucking things happen like when you aren't talking about what's happening around the world and to people and aren't talking about like the negatives and the positives and the realities. And like when you aren't speaking truth to circumstance, this is the type of shit that fucking happens. You know what I mean? Like yeah, this, this is the type of shit that fucking happens. And I, if, if there's one lesson that everyone should learn, it's that like, you know, we can all sit here and check our privilege and say that, like, the United States has given us all of these comforts and luxuries, like us joking about what we're going to eat for lunch. But there is another thing that is the bleached and sanitized version of history that we get as U.S. citizens. And I highly encourage and recommend everyone to look into things on their own, to cite other sources than U.S. history's retelling of the truths of what happened. Because if there's anything that even our sticker war will tell us is that the victors rewrite history. And that oftentimes means that we don't get the correct history. How dare you? If there's anything (laughs) that we have learned from the sticker war is that despite going up against what I would say represents the state and their social media following... Even the little people can win. We just got to fight back. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. Fuck damn. Um, anyway, with that said, um, please support everything that 
Kelly fucking does for us, Wildwood Owl on Etsy. You can still get these stickers. I think we should still be giving proceeds to these charities. And you 100%. can also get all of our other cool fucking merch that she makes. Um, please check her out. Support that shit. Get merch online. Links and bios. Support us on Patreon, even though we haven't done a Patreon while I'm in L.A. I'll be back next week. Um, and most importantly, as always... And especially today, hail fucking Satan. Hail Diana's revenge dress. The true victor here. She'll protect us all. Always has been. <laughs>